It's called the Expand Expanding Pedal Board. I think this is absolutely genius. That is for sure bigger than my current pedal board. It's the greatest idea ever, Dario. Absolutely knocking it out the park at the minute. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you for being here. Yeah, well, I'm John Baldwin from Retire. I'm with Ryan Lerman of Scary Pockets, and uh, I'm so glad you're doing this. Tell me about how this whole thing happened. You were doing videos like every week. Yep. Just like art for art's sake. Sort of. It, it was a bit more premeditated. We, um, I, I had just come off the road after touring for many years, and uh, and I had just turned 30. And out, the day after my 30th birthday, my best friend from childhood, Jack Conti, and I went on a walk. And uh, he pitched me this idea he had for a funk band because he, he had this full-time job. He had started this uh, amazing company called Patreon. And I was working all the time, had no more time to make music. So he pitched me this idea to record uh, one day per month. Originally, it was two days per month, two songs per day which became one day per month, four songs per day. And then we'd release these songs each week. Um, and each song would have a different singer. And they were just sort of Wolf-style Wolf uh, funk covers of pop songs. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that, that was sort of the premeditated plan. Okay. And it, it miraculously worked after, oh. yeah, after... Uh, well, it's so cool. And, and the... And the, the 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 cameos you get are amazing. Like I just watched that one of the Robin Ford. Oh yeah. God, that was so yeah. Hip, man. He's the greatest. So how do you, I just, you how did you start like recruiting all of your your guests? Were they uh, just friends or, or yes? It, it started out. Um, everybody was just uh, friends, people that I toured with or would agree to do it for for being paid less than we could afford at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, it kind of branched out as people singers started recommending their friends, and uh, and it became an excuse to uh, meet people and play with people that I was curious to play with and that yeah. I was a fan of. So yeah, it just kind of grew into this beautiful little community. Right. What what I love too is how it always sounds like it always sounds like you guys it sounds like Scary Pockets, but whoever the guest is takes it in their own little mm -hmm. weird way. And totally. Yeah. So it's you know that it 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 will um, i imagine it never gets boring it doesn't because enough stuff stays the same and enough stuff changes like right, right. For, for for a while um everybody was playing my drum kit which was just a kick and snare but it was the same kick and snare so you get to hear all these different drummers yeah <laughs> sounding amazing but very different right. on the same kit and i think in that way hearing what different singers do and different guitar players do with the same sort of infrastructure yeah. is, is an interesting uh, comparison. It's yeah. a it's a perfect demonstration that tone is in the hands. Yes, you know? definitely. Right. They're, speaking of Robin Ford, um, 
there was uh, when we had him on the Scary Goldings record. We had just played. We had done the whole day. We had written and recorded probably six songs, and he was sounding incredible. And uh, he was playing a, I think, a '59 conversion yeah, uh, Les Paul. That, yeah, that that uh, Sunburst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, everybody had left the room, and his guitar was just sitting there. And I snuck over, and I, I picked it up, and I don't know what. I guess in my in my mind, I was expecting to sound like Robin Ford. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I sounded just like me. Yeah. It was it was the most disappointing experience I've had playing a very expensive uh, guitar. That's great. But that's truly great. it's it's in the hands. Well speaking of, of vintage Gibsons, let's hear about this sexy thing. So this um sometime around the pandemic, I, I was hanging out a lot with uh, a good friend of mine, Mason Stoops, who I'm sure you know sure. Mason. Yeah. Um and we hatched this idea to uh, originally. Uh, I found this um, this music maker for like seven hundred and fifty bucks, uh, uh, like Fender Duo Sonic kind of vibe. Yeah, which was from nineteen sixty four, and um, got curious about putting different pickups in it. He had just gotten a guitar with Crucianelli pickups in it, yeah. and so I bought this music uh, music master um, and put the Crucianellis in it, and it was amazing. And that sort of started me on this journey of like finding cool, good wood, sort of inexpensive guitars that you don't mind experimenting with and, sure. and cutting holes in and, uh, and trying different things. So this, this is a melody maker that I found at a guitar show and it already had this, uh, this pickup in it, this humbucker, which I'm actually not sure exactly what it is, but it sounded great and there was nothing here. Um, and I took it to but it had this boost, which was the thing that kind of hooked me. Is it was it was the right price. It was inexpensive, and um, it had the switch here, which wow. Uh, so just this built-in. Uh, there's like a, a a battery here, and it had this built-in boost, which just sounded incredible. Yeah. And so I took it to Bill Asher. And this used to be where you stuck the, the jack, where the jack went. Right. And uh, we moved that to here, routed to here, made this a switch, and put, uh, put this guy in. And this was a, a humbucker that um, JW Restorations, you know that guy? Yeah. He, he made me, uh, Joel Wilkins, I think is, is his name. And um, he made this, uh, this pickup for me, and it matches beautifully with this guy and now there's a, a two pickup uh melody maker here how cool man and yeah. that, how about the wraparound bridge is there any like compensation on that or any tuning yeah, issues i, I think this is this is a tone pros bridge i believe uh that is compensated okay um well it's at least you know there's it's yeah. slightly co it's compensated as a as one of these bridges can be so um so yeah it works it plays in tune and and for this tour i brought um I usually have my, my black uh, music master, and uh, for this tour I decided to bring this guy, but I didn't know how it would handle the, uh, the stage volume, because if there's one thing Pockets is known for, it's our stage volume. Have you tried it yet with the no, band? No, this is the first show. Oh, God. Okay, and so, so I figured I would bring this as a safety, because I know feedback will not be a problem with this if this... Yeah. If this That'll is. be interesting to see how that... Can we hear that yeah, guy as well? Yeah, so what strings are you using on this one before uh, we put it away? These strings 
That's a good question. Um, these are probably just like, I don't know, Ernie Ball slinkies maybe? Okay. Uh, or they might be, um, what's his name? Uh, Gabriel uh, Tenorio. So you, you know didn't, him? Didn't sound like you're really a loyal string guy. <laughs> like it's got to be this. Well, you know, I I found the ones that I like. I love Labella Flats. Um, Gabriel is a guy in East LA who winds his own strings huh. in his garage, and he makes incredible, really? incredible strings. These actually might be Gabriel's. I was looking at the the winding to try huh. to. I don't know if these are Gabriel's actually, but his rounds I love. Huh. And then um. And then no, I don't. I don't think I have any like endorsements with a yeah. specific string company. Yeah. So it's kind of one tens or, or? Uh, these are tens. Actually, these are both tens. Yeah. Okay. It's typically heavier flats, but I, for whatever reason, these were the two I grabbed um, for this tour. Okay, so let's hear about this thing. Okay, so this. Um, a lot of people don't know that Hoffner made guitars shaped like the McCartney bass. Right. But um, I actually saw, I saw my friend Tim Young playing one of these guitars with Jesse Balin at the Troubadour in, when I was in college. And Tim is like, I feel like for, um, uh, he's, he's a bit under the radar still for how good he is, even though he was on the James Corden show for a while and he's just an incredible guitar player. Um, and he was playing one of these and I just remember being intrigued by it. He was like doing all this, uh, this whammy stuff. And, um, and so I've had this guitar sort of in my head for, for many, many years. And then recently I was playing with Tim at his studio and I saw this hanging on the wall and I picked it up and I thought, man, I need to try to find one of these. And so I found this on Reverb and, uh, and bought it, it showed up, the neck had gotten bumped um, and shipping, but uh, Alex Fink uh, refretted it, and then uh, my friend Pavel uh, made this new bridge for it, uh, which, because the one before was not radius properly, and then Chris Vincent, the R2R guy, he, um, the fuzz wasn't working. So I took it to Chris, and he sort of rebuilt the whole fuzz circuit as it would have been, and uh, this is the result. <laughs> Here, let me get it on let me get it clean so you can hear the full sure yeah i want the whole the, experience the full glory of wow so, that's great so uh yeah so and it's it's a great sounding guitar the pickups are amazing it's got this big fat chunky neck um, and, uh, and yeah, it's got this, it's got a treble, uh, situation, which cuts out the bass, and then it has the fuzz, and then it has the treble fuzz. So I think, I think this was the guitar that they used on Sgt. Pepper for a lot of those, like, distortion, yeah. uh, fuzzy sounds. So, this thing, uh, yeah, I've just, I got it a week ago, and... And uh, I've just been been hooked and wanted to take it on its maiden oh, voyage. Oh, how cool! Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious how it's going to do when the band is in full flight. We will find out. Well, you know, with no f holes, it'll probably I yeah. Know, might be. I think it, it'll. We'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. That that is so cool. Okay, so 
two guitars on this tour. Yeah. Backlining a couple of Fender Deluxes. That's right. Uh, and then the mothership uh, board. That's right. This is a board that um, has evolved over the last, geez, 10 or 15 years. Dave Phillips of LA Sound Design built this board for me. And he, he um, I, I don't know how he still allows me to walk into his uh, shop because <laughs> I'm changing this thing all, all the time. We've rebuilt it probably two or three times and uh, he keeps trying to put get me to put less pedals on it and I keep putting more yeah um, but uh, but it works yeah and, uh, and I've gotten very good at fixing it when it breaks I, um, I just saw you screwing some stuff together <laughs> exactly right before this rundown yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, okay well let's let's hear the signal flow okay How? signal flow we're going into uh, this Yuna 29 yeah. you know about yeah. these no made by Jesse Honig um, who is a brilliant uh, pedal builder, engineer. He used to do the uh, sound at Largo. He used to work with John Bryan a lot. And he started making these pedals, and he's just, he's brilliant. Um, and these are just basically, it's a very simple buffer. Um, and there's three buttons. It's off. And it sounds like when you flip all of them up, it just sounds like you're taking the blanket off your amp. Yeah, so right. It's kind of like, uh, kind of EQ, like one's harmonics, one's a bright switch, and one is kind of a low switch. Um, I tend to leave the bright switch off, but it's it's nice to have the extra thing if the guitar needs, uh, needs it. Sure. So we're going in there. This also has a, a loop for uh, the fuzz pedal. So normally I'll leave my fuzz pedal on and Oh wow! That that basically this is uh, my on and off switch for the fuzz pedal because when you bypass the buffer, uh, it leaves the the fuzz turns on and then you turn back on the buffer which turns off the fuzz. And that way your fuzz is the first thing in the chain, exactly. although it's way over there. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh cool. All right. So this will be a good test for me to see if I can remember my own signal flow. Yeah. I believe we go into this super ego. Um, which is a thing I use with uh, when I'm playing with David. Uh, it's just kind of like. It's a little uh, make bigger thing for, yeah, for sure. choruses. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, a little squirrely. Yep, a little squirrely synth uh, underpinning for your sound. Neat. Um, the Geiger counter has some cool, cool fuzz sounds. Uh, and uh, this this is a very cool uh, Ranger FX. Makes this a Reverb X pedal, which is like a gated. And this turns on the gate, and so it's a little gated reverb situation. Yeah. With uh, with a bit of distortion and built in. So that's a cool one. Yeah. Effecty reverb. You got your Taiwanese Ross compressor. Very cool. Uh, they just reissued these and they're incredible. Um, all the Ross pedals JHS did. Oh, really? Yeah, I knew somebody was putting them out again. Yeah. And they're amazing. So, um, but well, I just happened to have this one before yeah. they reissued. Well, that's got some high miles on it, looks like. Yes. Um, and then this guy is, uh, this Klon was, was um, temporarily lent to me by 
Trevor Boone. Do you oh, know Trevor? Oh, yeah, of course, Emerald City. Emerald City Guitars, and Trevor, one of my favorite people, he, um, he's a great guitar player, and I mean, he's, he's, a, he's great at selling guitars too, but people don't really get to hear him play, so when we passed through Seattle, I invited him to come sit in, and he brought, I think, a 52 left-handed telly uh -huh. and this Klon. Um, and, uh, and sounded amazing. And I went to give him his stuff back, and he said, hang on to the, the Klon, use it for a while. And uh, he said, I'll grab it from you next time I'm in LA. And, uh, and so now I just try to dodge Yo, Trevor sure, every time yeah. he comes yeah. to LA. I'm, yeah, yeah, like, sorry, oh, man, man I'm, sorry. Out of <laughs> I'm out of town. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, he's been very kind to, uh, to lend this to me. That's and it's, um, they're, you know, I don't, I don't know if they're worth the exorbitant price tag, but it's, they're well, very, that one was. they're very fun. <laughs> yeah, and this, you can't beat free. <laughs> yeah, so. right. Um, and then let's see, should I just keep going down oh, the line? Oh, yeah, here? man, let's hear him. Okay, this, this guy is a, uh, this is um, the big question mark. A super bolt. Okay. And years ago, they sent. Uh, I believe this is how it happened. They sent Mason uh, a super bolt, and they had biased. They had biased it incorrectly. Something about something about it was broken on the. But it sounded cool, um, and so Mason at the time was was doing these events called Gitaco, um, which I do have to take credit for the name. I did name, name that event where we'd play uh, guitars and eat tacos. And so they made him a taco bolt that was biased incorrectly with a, a picture of a taco. And for years, when I met Josh, I was trying to get him to send me a taco bolt. I was like, please just send me a taco bolt. And finally, um, he acquiesced and he made me, I don't know what to call this, but it's not a taco bolt because that's only one of one, but it has a question mark and it's the guts are the same as the taco bolt and they wrote my name on it. So it made yeah. me feel very, yeah. very special. And it's, uh, I love the Super Bolt as well, but this thing sounds like a broken Super Bolt. Right. So. Yeah, sounds like the amp is just on its way out. Exactly, yeah. which, is, which is the best kind of amp. Yeah. Um, and then here we have this Jam Pedals Vibrato that I actually first saw uh, Schofield using this. Oh, really? And um, and it does a kind of uh, more traditional, like VB2 thing. It also does a chorus, but I, I I don't really use the chorus as much. And then it has this wacky vibrato. Um, no, this is not the wacky one. This is the wacky one, which. You know. Yeah, the vertigo inspiring. Exactly. Yeah. Boy, particularly with in stereo and that stereo rig, yeah. like that, you really get swirling. Totally. And if speaking of the stereo rig, maybe we jump over to the other sure, vibrato. Let's do it. Which is a surfy vibe, um, which Mason also turned me onto this pedal, and it's this great little company, um, and uh, they they only make like three or four things, but they're all so good. And this is a sort of magnetony. Uh, vibrato that similar to in the magnetone stereo amps right they'll go back and forth between the speakers so this i have wired so that it comes out of this output and not out of this output so one of the amps gets vibratoed okay and the oh, other yeah. the other does not so it 
creates the stereo effect. Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, and uh, yeah. So that's, this is a great one. Great pedal. Um, okay, love it. All right, this is a, a fresh, freshly mounted slow loris. It's this kind of, it's, um, it's a delay and I believe it does a like a tape kind of lo-fi warble thing that's, that depends on how hard you play. Love that. So that's cool. Um, this H9 does a whole bunch of shit. I don't know if you've yeah. messed with these H9 pedals, but... Uh, I, I've, uh, I've, I've never played one. Yeah, they're, they're a little complex for me. I have, a lot, lot going on there. I have a friend named Will Grafe, who's an amazing guitar player, and he's just masterful with this thing. He uses it with an expression pedal and does all this wild shit with it. I'm not quite at that level, but um, I've made a bunch of sounds and and um, this is the one that actually gets used the most. The video game setting. Exactly. Yeah. It's a trombone. <laughs> yeah. It's a unmistakable trombone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, here's the top of this one. Look at that. Oh, we there found you go. It. Okay. Okay. So glad we did this. <laughs> yeah. uh, so H9. Yeah. This is kind of like. I do a Matheny thing with it and it's, it's fun. Um, Flint Strymon, hard to beat the, uh, hard to beat this pedal. Pedal that does so much with so little space. The trim and the reverb. It's just like every, I kind of just want this on every board now. Sure. Um, this super delay, uh, I've had on here forever and I just found some weird sounds that work their way into songs. And so now I, I they don't even make this uh, this one anymore, so I have to buy old ones and take them on the road as backups. Yeah. But it does, um, it does some weird shit that... Wow. You know, so it's kind of control, the controlled feedback thing, um, which makes, made its way into some songs. Then I don't even know what else. Let's see, traditional. I think there's some wacky... This guy. So, so yeah, I don't even know how, you know, I've had to use a backup uh, a time or two and I, I don't remember how I made the presets. So sure. I'm really stuck with this one. Yeah. Um, but this is a cool, that's a cool effecty delay. Yeah, uh, I love it. Great weirdo sounds in that. Exactly. Your Sonic Research uh, tuner. More, Gotta have it. Very accurate tuner here. Uh, we have our Fairfield circuitry shallow water. We have this uh, this attack guy, um, which is a it's like a slow gear kind of copy situation, but without the price tag. So that's fun. And, uh, and we talked about the surfy yeah. vibe and we got our volume. There we go. How'd I do? Oh, uh, fabulous. You ever just stomp on all these at the end of the night? Just like um, everything's on. Uh, not as often as I should, <laughs> now that you mention it. 
the um, big the big finish exactly yeah yeah so that's those are all the talent uh buttons oh yeah there we go exactly well ryan thanks so much for having us uh love what you guys are doing such a cool fun project thank and you so how long are you this is the first date of this tour right first date of this tour we're in the south for a couple of weeks and then we go to europe next month oh what fun and uh and it keeps going like that yeah, yeah. great great all yeah. right well we'll see you all next time